listening to BC Museum Portraits, and I'm Project Manager Spencer Stewart. In this episode, we'll be speaking with President of the Parksville and District Historical Society, Mary Ellen Campbell. Mary Ellen, thank you very much for taking the time to uh, to speak with me today You're about the, the Parksville Museum and, and all of its various projects. How did you get involved in museums and, and how did you focus in on Parksville's museum yeah. in, in particular? Well, I attended an AGM five years ago and it was a bit of a tumultuous time in the life of the Parksville Museum and they were just looking for, trying to fill positions and just because of my personality and my Oh, I suppose my enthusiasm, I put my hand up and said I'd be on the board. And so that's exactly how I got involved. And I don't come from a museum background, but I do like to see things do well. And I like to organize things. So maybe that's part of it. Tell us the, the, the nature of the Parksville Museum. How, yes. What were its early days? Yeah, the Parksville Museum is a treasure. And what it is, it's based on the vision of volunteers. So in 1983, the Knox Heritage Church, which you saw outside, it was located where the Dairy Queen is in Parksville. So prime real estate. So they wanted that land and they decided that they would tear it down. And this remarkable woman, Marge Leffler, laid down in front of it and said, no, you will not. And so, of course, they decided they would save the church, but they would move it to the outskirts of town. And this, where we're sitting, is used to be the outskirts of town. And the city leases the land, and it's still a lease, and the, the church was the first building to come. And then other buildings came. So you see that we have up to, I think there's 10 heritage buildings outside. And this small group of volunteers with passion and the enthusiasm created the Parksville Museum. And it's really been, all of the boards since then, I think are building upon the work that those early people did. Mm. And it's really, there have been times in the life of the Parksville Museum where they have had staff, but not continuously because funding is an issue for us. And so we weren't able to have staff. So it's always volunteers. And as I said earlier, not necessarily museum people, Mm. which is definitely a detriment, but it can also be, the creativity happens as well. So it started with the church. Yes, that was the uh, first then, building. And then how, how did the other buildings come on to the property? I think then what happened was people thought, oh, there's a place. And now we're sitting in a room in which yes. there's a, a run of the, the local newspaper. Yes. There are other cabinets around here. Yes. There's an archival component there to is. this there collection. There is actually back there as well. And, yes. and, and how did that come to I guess all of these newspapers, they're bound from the local newspaper since 1948 and they brought them over. So we have those, and then of course people can come in here and look through the papers. So I think in some ways, maybe it's for all museums, things come to you and it's sort of, let's get them out of here. Mm. Let's take them to the local museum. Mm. But then they enhance the life of the museum by being here. Mm. Mm. What do you think are some of the holdings in this collection that are strong? What are some of the stories that are Uh, are, well well represented in this collection? Probably two minutes away from us is an area known as Craig Bay. And uh, James Craig came up from Prince Edward Island on his way to Campbell River, but there was a storm, and this would have been about 1886. He started a uh, sheep farm. He became a prolific cougar hunter. And then he had the vision in the 1920s when tourism was starting to run an auto camp, which is why we have the two cottages outside on the property. And that's really tourism in its beginning, which is the the mainstay of this area. 
And so when Craig Bay closed from that farm, all of those things and the tourist camp came here. Mm. So we have the register. He was a prolific letter writer. And so a lot of it is to do with the Craig family holdings. And then other pioneer families will bring their things. So we will have theirs here as well. Do you actively seek out items for the collection or do you find it's a, a passive situation? When I first came, people used to leave things at the door, which is not a good thing because it has to be an item that we can use as well because we're, we have limited storage space, that kind of thing. So now we have a process by which we can accumulate things. We do have an extensive photograph collection but I would say passive now mm. would be maybe the way to describe it. The photo collection, is it primarily from some of the newspapers? or Most is it families from, that have family. shared their albums. Looking at the holdings, the, the buildings, the stories that you contain in this museum, what are some stories that, that you hear in the community that you don't see reflected in the collection that you would maybe want yeah. to uh, represent? There's absolutely no First Nations history. Mm -hmm. none. And that's obvious. And when I joined the board, that was the first thing I noticed. There was none. Part of my priority was to get some type of First Nations involvement. So what we did was we asked the artisans from our neighboring reserve on the Nanus Reserve, the Snonoas. We hosted a Coast Salish artisan fair. And when I met with the artists, I said, there's no history here. And they said, well, yeah, like it's obvious, we can see that. And I said, what can we do? And they said, you need to talk to the elders. So then we talked to the elders and they came and then they said, talk to one of the counselors, Tom Bob, and now he sits on our board. So that to me is probably one of the most exciting things that has happened mm. in my time here. Mm. But it's still, we don't have anything out yet, but we're in the process right. of it. Right. How do you go about building stages for the museum. So we have a lot of talented people moving here from all walks of life, and then they want to volunteer. Three volunteer archivists who have been archivists in their lives, one even at the National Archives. So they're the people that can provide the board with the direction, because of course that's not our thing. Mm -hmm. And they will tell us what we have in our collections. And then when we have our summer students, because we're only open from May long weekend to Labor Day weekend, they will work with the volunteer archivists working with what we have in our collections to create an exhibit. One summer we did clothing. Mm. So yes, yeah, so that's really how that happens. In terms of other exhibits, because we're only open May to September, the buildings are staged, the main hall is staged. So that's basically it. It would just be in our uh, meeting room that we would have mm. sort of like a temporary exhibit. Mm. For, for other institutions that have a similar schedule to yours, what are, what's the secret about keeping the community aware of your work yeah. through the off season? It's, that's part of the challenge because if you were to say to someone, I'm going down to the Parksville Museum, I don't know, maybe six out of ten people here would say, oh, I've never been there. Mm. So how do you share the treasure that we have here? And I think part of it, I think it's events. Mm. And then people come because of the events and then they'll say, oh, gosh I didn't know that you had the church do you rent it for weddings I didn't know you had this or whatever so I think getting people here maybe through an event and then then they get to see what's here and then mm -hmm. that's really how you get your volunteers mm -hmm. too yeah. mm -hmm. we would have music every Sunday afternoon mm -hmm. and people would just come with their lawn chairs in the courtyard that kind of thing so I think that's what does it wow. yes yeah, yeah. Um, 
What are yeah. some things that are happening in the community at the moment that you're aware of or maybe want to, to reach out on behalf of the museum to, yeah. to help preserve? I think tourism will be the thing, to have something about that because, of course, the Craig started the whole idea of auto camp, how tourism really keeps this area going because of the natural beauty. I don't think that our area has to work so hard, the tourists come. There, that's it. Yeah. And so that's something that we could be doing here as well. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What are some of the hopes and aspirations for the museum and, and what are some of the, the sort of challenges in, in achieving those goals? Yeah, so we definitely would like to do something with our uh, First Nation neighbours, that they would tell us how they would like their history told here. Right, that, that would certainly be a priority. We just have our new signage project completed. A big thing for us is always to have funding, right? Mm -hmm. as, as much as you want to offer uh, a stellar museum, we're also having to pay for Hydra. Right, so that's part of it. We always have to do grants, fundraising campaigns, that kind of thing. But that also goes with the success of the place. Living in a small area, people like what they see that we're doing, and they'll say, yeah, they'll want to be a part of that. Mm. So the, the funding's a big deal for us. Mm. What are some items on, on the site that really excite you? I love the school. There's something about an old church. There's always mm. something very beautiful about that. And of course, we have the post office. And all of the buildings have their uniqueness, their beauty within it. And I'm just so appreciative of those people who had the vision. It's easy for me to do what I do now. They had to start it. They had to get the land from the city. They had to be the ones to move the buildings down here, that kind of thing. I, I think the hard work was done by the time I pulled in. Was it a pretty consistent operation of moving these buildings? Yes. Were there a couple of people that were involved, yes. instrumental? Yes. In that? Yes. It was a different time, right? Because I think now if you were to move something, you would have permits and that kind of thing. So we have the pictures of the buildings being moved, just like on the back of a truck. Anything could have happened. I don't even know if I saw a rope. I'm sure there was, but it was that kind of thing. And uh, the buildings were moved from all locally, but still a bit of a trek to come down. And because of uh, 1980s, Northwest Bay Road was not there. I think maybe now we're a little bit, oh, I don't think we can do that or that kind of thing. I don't think they ever said, I don't think we can do it. We're mm. just like, yeah, we'll mm. do it. And they did it. Was there turnover in the board yes. at, at this time or were there some primary figures? Back in that time, there was a key group that did all of that work, getting the place, like getting the land from the city, bringing the buildings, staging them, having this main hall built, all of that kind of thing. And with any organization, there's probably been four different boards, if you will. You're mentioning uh, the, the exhibitions from uh couple summers ago. Yeah. What's coming up? What, what, are, what are you looking forward to in, uh, well, for leaving. this next season? I'm leaving. <laughs> the next president has already got her vision and it's time to move it to the next level mm. and she will do that. Mm. And I think what, what I think they, the new board might like to see happen is more accessibility by the community. Mm. Like coming in here and uh, maybe be having more things online right like our collections online the papers online that kind of thing so people can uh, access it from home but they certainly could have appointments here because it's closed for so much time yeah marianne thank you you're so welcome. much for taking the time to sit down and speak with me today you're welcome i love to talk about this place <laughs> it's a treasure right yeah yeah thank you so much you're welcome this has been another bc museum portrait bc museum portraits is done in partnership with the BC Museum Association. To hear more portraits 
and view the accompanying images made by project photographer Taiyu Hayward, please go to museum.bc.ca. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time.